Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. It's the early line right here on Sports Grid. I'm Kevin Walsh joining by Donnie Wrightside, as always, here over the next two hours. A lot to get to, but certainly nothing bigger than what happened last night in Cincinnati. A game between the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals did come to a halt after a very scary situation with DeMar Hamlin. A young defensive back for the Buffalo Bills suffered a cardiac arrest on the field and had to be administered CPR on the field, was taken away in an ambulance, is currently being uh, listed as in critical condition. He is sedated right now at the hospital. Uh, A very scary situation last night, Donnie, that brought the sports world to a halt. Yeah, it certainly did, and and it's a shame to see it play out on national TV in real time, but sometimes you have to count your blessings as well, Kevin, because there's some instances where, you know, somebody might not make it at that point, but the fact that he was in an NFL facility with world-class health care ready to get to him right away may have saved his life, so if there's something good to come out of last night, it shows the, the, you know, human power that can certainly intervene and stop a terrible situation. We're still not out of the clear yet with what we're finding out, but I think the news Mm -hmm. right now is a lot better than what we possibly thought it could have been, Kevin, last night. Yeah, uh, and you saw the reactions from the players on both sides uh, of the field uh, as they were on the field, uh, players crying, and and, and understandably so. Uh, Truly one of the scarier situations uh, we have seen uh, in recent memory, still hoping to get more positive updates today. Uh, that latest update out of Buffalo coming within the last hour. We will see how the news develops around that situation. We'll talk a little bit more about it uh, throughout our show, certainly. Uh, which then leaves us with what was the most important game of the season currently in the balance. Played a little less than 10 minutes of this game, a 7-3 lead for the Buffalo or for the Cincinnati Bengals over the Buffalo Bills, currently paused right now and currently no plan in place as to when this game will be resumed. No, then it doesn't look like that's going to be coming anytime soon, and that's predicated here on the uh, Demar Hamlin and the situation that we have, Kevin. I'm going to assume that if he's in the clear here sometime this afternoon, the NFL will start to make plans on how this game can be made up. But if we're not in the clear, I can't see the NFL going like, hey, in light of the circumstances, we still got to play football on Thursday night and squeeze this in. I can't see that happening here because it's such a terrible look. I understand the NFL is a business and it will go on, but it is a terrible look at this point. We just don't have any updates at this point. The only thing we're hoping for is we get, you know, Hamlin in the clear. Everything is okay. Major scare avoided. Then we can look for the next steps. But until that's of the case, I don't know how the Buffalo Bills, who got back on a plane last night from Cincinnati, Kevin, flew back to Buffalo, are just going to get back on a plane and play football after all of this tragedy that's been circumstance that's been flying around over the past 20, I guess not even 24 hours, 12 hours at this point. There's a lot to think about, and certainly the NFL has to do the right thing here more ways than one. There, There is a lot that has to be figured out. Uh, as as deep into the season as we are, yeah. uh, you and I were talking before we got going here, You know, during the COVID-impacted season, 
The NFL found ways to adapt to cancellations of games. They, you know, hey, let's figure out where the buys are. We'll sort through this. You got to play on a Tuesday. As deep into the season, uh, this is going to be a tricky situation. But to your point, it all feels very secondary to the yeah. health and the latest information that we're hoping to get on DeMar Hamlin. Our radio audience joins us here on this Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside live here on the early line on SportsGrid. As the sports world right now sends their best thoughts, prayers, wishes to DeMar Hamlin, uh, there is a lot going on still in the National Football League as the regular season is approaching its close. The Philadelphia Eagles currently still the number one seed in the NFC are expected to get Jalen Hurts back this week for a must-win game against the New York Giants with a win. The two losses that they've now currently suffered in two consecutive weeks will be taken care of as they will secure that one seed. A potential third loss in a row could see this Eagles season end in true disappointment. Yeah, all eyes on Jalen Hurts. And also, as you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice, those beat writers out there have their phones out snapping photos and sending videos to see how Hurts looks. And also, I'm pretty sure you'll be hearing through the tea leaves from the players like, boy, he looks really good. Or I, I doubt they're going to say he doesn't look so good because you're never going to give that information away to the public and the other team. But it looks like Jalen Hurts could have played last week, set him out here, and it looks like he's going to play this week against the Giants for the Eagles and rescue that number one seed. Not the only relevant piece of quarterback news with playoff implications. Tua uh, is not being factored into the Week 18 plans for the Miami Dolphins, according to their head coach, Mike McDaniel. And they very well could be without Teddy Bridgewater as well, leaving Skylar Thompson potentially at the starting quarterback position with this thin season on the line. Yeah, Tua Tagovailoa said he hoped to be back by the end of the season or in the playoffs if they make it. Hopefully the Dolphins just take that out of his hands at this point, give him extra weeks, and maybe if the Dolphins make the Super Bowl, gives him a month off and he can play. But outside of that, Kevin, I would be shocked if we see Tua again in a Miami uniform this year. Also, the Tennessee Titans named Joshua Dobbs, their starting quarterback ahead of their matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. In the NBA last night, the most points scored in a game since Kobe Bryant by Donovan Mitchell, an overtime victory saw Donovan Mitchell put up 71 points against the Chicago Bulls. Also paired in 11 assists, quite the performance. Yeah, it was a big-time performance. And also, another guy got to 50 last night, Clay Thompson. I believe Kevin shot mm -hmm. close to 40 times, I want to say. There was some interesting stuff going on in the league last night for sure. And LeBron turned 38 and is apparently uh, the best player in the NBA once again. 43 points in a victory over the Charlotte Hornets. We'll be right back after this quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. 
I still want to stick with the latest around DeMar Hamlin and, and trying to offer uh, our perspective on this situation where we can. There are a lot of important pieces of this football game that we will discuss, but I think we all across the board agree that those are secondary. Those are back of mind circumstances right now because the situation with DeMar Hamlin last night was one of the scarier situations I think all of us have watched play out in in front of our eyes, uh, certainly on a stage like this. Many people making the comparison to Christian Eriksen playing over in the Euros for his country and how that all played out. Luckily for him, he ended up being fine and plays currently for Manchester United and we absolutely are, are hoping for the exact same result for DeMar Hamlin. But th- this was a very scary situation where the, the football stopped and none of that mattered. And every, all you could think about were the human beings being impacted by this situation, none more so than DeMar Hamlin, a, a young 24-year-old cornerback who was in the middle of the biggest game of his career with family in attendance, living out his dream, and that all potentially taken away from him at a moment's notice. A, a, a situation that at times it's, it's really hard to find the appropriate words for outside of heartbreaking and scary. And we sit here this morning, Donnie, aware that his condition is critical and is currently sedated. There has been some idea, though, that uh, the fact that he is currently kind of where he is is an encouraging sign. The fact that they had to do CPR on the field, how long it took everything to be sorted out is uh, added, I think, to the, a lot of the fear that was then on people's minds. Uh, again, right now, certainly doesn't feel like we're out of the woods, but we try to remain as hopeful as possible on this situation. And the, the severity of it, we knew right away. Like, if you're watching the play live, it didn't look like, you know, anything all that interesting actually happened. A normal tackle over, you didn't see any, you know, guy get blown up. But then sort of in the background, when they're doing the cutaways, you saw the guy go down, which was Hamlin. He said, oh, that's interesting here. Maybe, you know, he stood up, oh, my leg doesn't feel so good or something's wrong here. But my goodness, the guy's heart stopped beating and he dropped there. And you saw both training staffs immediately go out. But the levity of the situation that you're trying to look at is, well, it's probably a head injury here. You've seen that many times. And pro football players, they know it. They know the business that they signed up for. ACL injuries on the field, broken bones, you know, concussions. We've seen it all out there. And the players just, you know, go back to their huddle, wait for the ambulance to come out or stretcher, carry a guy away. We actually saw Josh Sweat this Sunday afternoon for the Philadelphia Eagles. The guy was almost paralyzed on the field. They clapped for him. They huddled. And they still played. Like, these guys are, you know, human beings. They're not mercenaries. But, my goodness, in this gladiator sport, they're taught just to go out and do this. And you knew right away when they did the cutaway and maybe going to commercial break, I think it was, where Josh Allen looks like he saw a ghost and was that, no, crying, hands over his face. You knew right away that this was going to be bigger than the football game itself and something was wrong. Because getting back to the point of the football players that are used to so much and just powering through everything, there was no way they were going to make it through. And more and more Bills players that they put up on the screen were actually devastated here at the news in real time what was going on here. So you knew how serious it was within just a few moments here. And it turned from a football game into a life situation. And it's a good move by the NFL to not play this game, suspend it, send the guys back to the locker room. But also, Kevin, we're probably going to speak about this topic as well. If you watched it, The NFL behind the scenes is denying certain reports coming out here as they had like five minutes because it actually looked like the two grownups in the room were actually the two head coaches meeting with, you know, Zach Taylor on one side walking across to Sean McDermott. And I'm sure like we're not privy to this conversation, but it looks like it probably went this way. Hey, Sean, you know, you guys are devastated here. You want to take extra. Don't listen to this five minutes thing here. You want to go gather your team in the locker room. Let's talk about it. Wake this out. The NFL wasn't going to step in and say, oh, no, no, no. You guys are going to stay on the field at this point. So let's give some credit to the two head coaches here. It looks like we're the actual grownups in the room that say, hey, let's reevaluate this situation. It's not about a football game right now. I think it's unfortunately the going to be the second biggest talking point of this whole thing is the, yeah. the way this was handled because the idea is the NFL said, hey, 
five-minute warm-up, and you know we, we're going to proceed with this game. The Troy Vincent comes out uh, associated with the NFL and, and says that that is completely untrue and is insensitive. In a moment like that, could something have been miscommunicated? Certainly possible. And I think what's more important than that is the fact that the appropriate conclusion was reached and that this game has been postponed and will be figured out when it is appropriate to resume this game. You cannot say enough good words, though, about McDermott and Zach Taylor in that moment. I'm sure Zach Taylor was aware that his own players were incredibly shaken up in that moment. because There is, there is a moment with something like that where even all of us sat at home you, you just, and not to be morbid, but, but you think then about your own life, right? At anything at a moment's notice. But all of those players wearing either of the uniforms then think, it, it, could that be me? Is that, could that be my next play? And that is what makes it such a difficult situation. Clearly, those two head coaches were prepared to be the leaders that they are meant to be now you don't when you sign up to be a head coach in this league this is not really what you have in mind but these two men both answered the bell in incredible fashion here and did what was best for their players did what was likely best for themselves and all involved and allows then everybody to clearly gather themselves you know donna you mentioned uh, as well off the top here, the Buffalo Bills flew home. There's a more than 0% chance that the NFL would like to play this game tonight. And if they decided to, while it would be crazy travel, you know, Buffalo to Ohio, could they get there? I think the fact that they flew home shows that all of those players in that Bills locker room, they just want to be home. They want to be with their families they want the comfort of their houses or the people around them that they can have because that is what they all need right now they, they don't need to be sat in a, a Cincinnati hotel checking their phones furiously waiting for an update on DeMar Hamlin yeah, or, or even worst case scenario, you're sitting in a hotel room in Cincinnati and the NFL is telling you, you got to play that game tonight. Let's get a meeting at 11 o'clock over the game plan for tonight. Suit back up and get out there, even knowing that you don't know what state of condition your best friend might be on your own football team here. It's callous to think about it as well. But the NFL, look, football players are really tough in mind, body, and spirit. But come on, like you play a sport where it's not as if like, hey, you know what? It stinks like I got an ACL, but I've seen this many times in my life. It's very rare that you're going to see a fellow human being in that state of cardiac arrest where you know the severity of the injury is here and you got to get right back out there. Now, granted, the show will go on. The NFL is a business. It's not going to stop here, but the NFL has to do the right thing because they can make any changes they want this, this week, next week, or the week after that. They can push games back. They can accommodate it because, Kevin, we're going to talk about in the next segment, this wasn't just any football game. One of the biggest football games of the year. And that's all flying around at this point. There's so many uncertainties up into the air. But as I keep saying, the NFL has to make the right decision here. They can't come back too soon. They can't come back too late. They have to make sure everybody is comfortable with this decision as opposed to, hey, guys, mm -hmm. you got five minutes. Warm up. Get back out there. And the ambulance is just starting to roll away. That can't happen ever again. With that said, we are going to talk about this football game, where it currently stands, how it impacts the odds, what we can expect from it, and how it'll impact things moving forward after this quick break here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with you right here on SportsGrid. As we look at the game between Buffalo and Cincinnati, as difficult as that might be, there are a, a lot of questions right now that I think loom around this football game. Uh, the most immediate is when will it be played? But when it is resumed, Donnie, as I know you're yeah. someone that was heavily invested in this football game, had a lot of angles that you were looking to take advantage of. Do we think the expectation from the sports books? are to keep everything in the balance right now and it's just going to kind of play out as when this game picks back up because I don't I don't see this being a football game that is restarted. I think this will pick up that exactly where it last was. Do you do you think that all pregame wagers and and anything that was again placed before this are likely to be voided here or potentially be held on to until this game reaches a conclusion anything live kevin as we talked about over the break is you know probably going to be already paid out if you had an anytime touchdown pass or anytime touchdown scoring market there with boyd who scored a touchdown you probably cash that in but i don't really know what anybody else really had involved that would have been cashing all that early now having mm-hmm. said that the FanDuel Sportsbook, which obviously, you know, we do a lot of uh, good stuff with. I haven't gotten any of my wagers refunded just yet because there's a holding pattern right now on what this yeah. game is actually going to do. Now, to be honest with you, if the book, from what I, th- I don't, it's not even the right thing to do, right? I, I don't know if you can just hold on to those tickets and say, okay, well, they're going to play now Thursday night. Everything is going to be live. Because quite frankly, Kevin, you had the perfect storm last night. Two teams coming in the game, needing it, clear minds. We're not worried about anything that happened, you know, in during that game mm-hmm. here. 55-degree temperatures, no wind in Cincinnati. And you saw how the game opened up. Both teams moving the football effectively. Who's to say this game was going to wind up with 60 points, five touchdowns, six touchdown passes combined, and a whole heck of a lot of scoring? Because let me tell you something now. If I'm saying, okay, Kevin, I'm betting this game a lot based on weather and the conditions that we have. Oh, yeah, come back in two days, uh, 31 degrees, 20-mile-an-hour winds, and rain in the forecast. I no longer like a lot of total tickets at this point. If it was up to me, and quite frankly, probably the right thing to do, I would assume that every bet would be voided, the game would be restarted, and if you wanted to get involved, I guess, Kevin, live, that's something to do. But we've never seen this before. We're just going to resume a game that's in the first quarter three days later in different circumstances. I don't know how you can actually do that, to be honest. Yeah, I I do think that voiding the bets is the most is the likeliest outcome here, right? Yeah. I I think you know one you mentioned kind of the 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 bets are still sat there, right? One of those last night, the boost of 500 yards and four passing mm-hmm. touchdowns for yeah. these two quarterbacks. You know, the statistics are going to I think they will pick this game back up at midfield with 9 minutes gone and a 7-3 Cincinnati lead. That that yeah. would be my expectation here. Yep. So I think the statistics will st- will still stay, but as you said, it's a different football game. When Buffalo had to be relocated to Detroit to play their game against the Cleveland Browns, that was a game that saw anything placed before that move was made official voided. And these are, it's not apples to apples, but I think you get my point is that this is a completely 
completely different set of circumstances now for Bills Bengals. And I think that is what likely makes the most sense. The book's probably in an odd spot. This could very well be the most bet on NFL game of the season. I would I would imagine yeah. it is inside the top five standalone this deep, these teams, a lot of excitement for the football game. But as you said, Donnie, that is probably the right outcome here for these wagers that were currently uh, in the balance. Yes, and also let's keep in mind because a, a game did get started and it's through no fault of any of the players here what happened here. But if you're looking from a Cincinnati perspective, at home, a lot on the line, moving the football, you have the lead, you cross midfield again. The NFL just can't say, hey, you know what? You know, we have some ticky-tack rule that unless you get to halftime, we don't restart a game. It has to or it has to restart until you got halftime. I don't think you can do that to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think this game would have to pick up, Kevin, exactly where it left off and just mm-hmm. let it play out that way. Because if the game was 0-0, maybe you think a little bit differently. And also, from a competitive standpoint now, if this game is replayed in, what, one or two days, Kevin? You saw the Buffalo Bills lose two starters. Because I doubt that, you know, even if we get the best news possible that Hamlin is okay, he's not going to be playing two days later. And they had a quarterback go down. It looks like a head injury about what, you know, the drive before that. So the Buffalo Bills are already in a tough spot to begin with here. Maybe it will be a competitive advantage for the Bengals, but that's just the way this one's going to play out. They're not going to take two weeks off and regather. If I would assume, Kevin, this football game, like if we're trying to put a time frame on, and we're just spitballing here. We don't have any inside information or or trying to act. Mm -hmm. But let's just say we get very good news from the hospital today. Looks like we're in the clear. It's going to take some time. You know, medical staff thinks he's going to be okay long-term. Fantastic news. Like this game is probably going to get played, Kevin. What, would you assume Thursday night? I would have thought, I would think Wednesday if we're just going to spitball because that would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, which is the same amount of time they give teams off heading into Thursday night football. I know people don't love the time frame that people get off for Thursday night football, but it's normalized in this league. Asking players to be ready to play again three days later is not uncommon. And if you want them to play on Monday, it would be four days off. The further you push this back, the more things get thrown off. As we said, though, yesterday on this game, this was the most important game of the NFL season because not because how exciting it was to watch Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen, two of the five best quarterbacks in the sport, go head to head. It's the ramifications that the result was going to have throughout this league. The number one seed is on the line in the AFC. A Cincinnati win, I think, is enough to push the Kansas City Chiefs to Super Bowl favorites. A Buffalo Bills win is likely to see them keep that status. A Cincinnati victory clinches the AFC North. And all of that then becomes relevant because of the Week 18 circumstances. I'll throw this your way, Donnie. If the Buffalo Bills, assuming this game is restarted within the next three days, and the Bills do lose this game, I don't think they play starters week 18. At that point, they will drop to the three seed. I think they punt that football game. And then all of a sudden, the New England Patriots, who were we last saw an eight-and-a-half-point underdog in a game against Buffalo that we thought would matter for Buffalo either way, well, the New England Patriots might be going in and, and playing Case Keenum and backups in Buffalo, which has ramifications then for the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are trying to make a move towards that seventh spot in the AFC. Yeah, there's a lot of tentacles here. As you said, it's not just a simple game where two teams are knocked out of the playoffs and it's not going to matter in Week 18. You're talking about multiple games that are affected now and also from a competitive standpoint. What happens if you're just sitting back at this point right now and you're saying to yourself, okay, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals do win. Well, do they got to play four days later where they're trying to hold on to that seed where the Kansas City Chiefs are the big winners because these two teams, even though one team is going to win, they're going to lose because they only have a three-day break and also the teams they're playing. The Patriots need the win. And quite frankly, maybe if this game goes a certain direction, the Baltimore Ravens need that win at this point. So there is a lot to be gained from this game from a competitive standpoint for the Bills or Bengals. But it looks like no matter what happens, both of these teams might be on the losing end because of how quick the turnaround 
turnaround will be against important games where the other team is just sitting there and waiting on them, rested and ready. It, it, that's, it, there's just so much that does sit in the balance of this football game. And, I mean, we, so we actually don't even currently know what time Cincinnati is going to play on Sunday because yeah. of the result of the game this of this game here was going to impact the importance of the week 18 game and then Cincinnati would be playing according if if the game is only important for top three seeding they'd play it I believe one if the game was relevant for the AFC North they would play at four o'clock so that would sit in the balance as well last night we saw the FanDuel Sportsbook lock Super Bowl odds and drop the conference odds off the table in the AFC for a little while. They have since reopened. They've done so with the Buffalo Bills remaining as Super Bowl favorites at plus 390, but a shrinking number on the Chiefs at plus 410. And if you go into the AFC odds, these two teams are currently at the same price. I know that not everybody today is looking to talk about the state of Bills Bengals. I understand that, but for those that are, if this game is reopened up, the Bengals are going to be favored to win that football game with a four-point lead at midfield at, in their own building. They, they, they will be favored to win that game. And you and I have agreed on this the whole way. Whoever is the one seed in the AFC is going to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And I completely agree. And you're looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, plus 420 price to win that conference. This is a buy-in shot for me at this point because I always told you, Kevin, too, before this game started, I thought the Bengals were the better football team. And even though it's only 7-3, to three, again, if we analyze the game, the Bills are probably going to be down two defensive starters when this resumes. And as we always like to say as well, the injuries don't turn off, Kevin. They might get another injury in that secondary during the game. That's something you have to keep an eye on. I think a plus 420 price now on the Cincinnati Bengals is a live bet. A lot of interesting stuff. If we hear any information on DeMar Hamlin, we will certainly bring that to you. We transition to some other NFL spots next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Tuesday morning, taking a look at some of the quarterback questions heading into week 18, which is quickly approaching. And there are some big setups here now heading into this week. The first we'll see on a Saturday night between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Still a bit odd to me that this game is going to be on Saturday instead of the Sunday night game. But ultimately, it's what the NFL opted for uh, as the Jacksonville Jaguars are a six and a half point favorite in this game 
over the Tennessee Titans. Low total right now, 38 and a half. The story of this game, Donnie, though, is not the red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars, but the rotation of quarterbacks for the Tennessee Titans that now sees their season come down to Joshua Dobbs as opposed to Malik Willis. It's pretty amazing how it's come to this point here because nobody a week and a half ago, I guess, or roughly two weeks ago, when Dobbs was signed, just looking for an extra body here that can throw the football to the scout team during the practice week, would have thought that, A, Dobbs was going to get a start against the Dallas Cowboys, which that game seems like it was a month ago at this point here but actually get the start now in the most important game of the season for the Titans. Because, Kevin, just to do a little background, it was an interesting day, to say the least, for that Thursday night football game where you're saying to yourself, you know me, I love to look at some ridiculous numbers. I mean, give me that Malik Willis prop. What is it? 125, 124, 123, somewhere in that range. And I would take it to the over because I said the only reason for this game meaning anything for the Titans, because technically it didn't mean anything, and the record was to get Malik Willis extended reps here so at least he can get a feel for then going into play Jacksonville. And the fact that we got those tweets that came out and said, oh, my goodness, Josh Jobs is going to start tonight, and so let's see what happens. But the FanDuel Sportsbook had posted odds there for Malik Willis, Kevin, that were around 110 yards for the game overall. Now, he didn't play in this game, didn't even come in for a play, which was Dobbs. Dobbs threw the ball 39 times. So what were we led to believe, Kevin? Two things here. Well, Malik Willis is the starting quarterback. This game meant nothing. Derrick Henry didn't play. I'm not playing my starting quarterback either. We'll see him next week. So at least if he's healthy, we have a fighting chance here. But then the other hand said, now hold on. Isn't Malik Willis, shouldn't he be playing in this game tonight, getting a look? And why is Josh Dobbs out there? And why did Dobbs throw 39 times in this football game? But I guess the game plan all along was Malik Willis isn't ready to be an NFL quarterback. We'll just take Dobbs, get him into the offense, have him throw close to 40 times, and then we'll start him against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is exactly what's happening. This is madness in the NFL. It really is. It, it is very surprising, though. I did, a after the you know most recent Malik Willis disaster performance that came against the Texans where they lost that football game and he threw for 99 yards, I asked you, like, do they call Philip Rivers? Do they call Drew Brees? Those are the names that we always think of. Now, that's not who Tennessee called, but clearly they knew in the room, we have to call somebody. They have a chance to host a playoff game. Just because it is unlikely that they win that game does not mean that Tennessee is not going to put their best foot forward. So they call Josh Dobbs. And Joshua Dobbs threw for 232 yards. In Malik Willis's three starts, he threw for 234 yards. It's not surprising that Dobbs is the quarterback. Malik Willis, I believe, is joined Nathan Peterman as one of very few quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for less than 100 yards in each of their first three NFL starts. Malik Willis is averaging 4.5 yards per pass in his young career. No touchdown passes yet to be thrown. The rushing numbers are Hardly enough to justify what we've seen from him. Malik Willis's Tennessee tenure might have ended in three spot starts here, and I'm not sure anybody would really blame them. You know, the backup quarterback position is always a bit fascinating to think about in this league, how you are going to value them. But if you're the Tennessee Titans, you wanted Malik Willis to be a lot more than a backup. There was an idea that this guy could be a replacement to Ryan Tannehill. Zach Wilson is far more likely to start in week number one for the New York Jets than Malik Willis is to start week one for the Tennessee Titans. Malik Willis offered up absolutely nothing for this organization. And you made the comment to me yesterday, you know, with the in-season firing of a GM, which I still do think largely was spearheaded by an A.J. Brown dismantling. Did the Malik Willis situation factor in at all this team was not supposed to be in this bad of a position if Ryan Tannehill were to miss some time no it wasn't and there was times going along during this season where he's saying like man Tannehill can't believe he's still playing out here why don't you give Malik Willis a shot and they were actually trying to bring Malik Willis along with like those certain packages you usually see this a lot from some of the top quarterbacks over the years just to put it in perspective with Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Eagles Donovan McNabb with Doug Peterson not the head coach Doug Peterson the quarterback Doug Peterson he would come in for a set of plays all right you know the three plays the four plays they're scripted right here get in there and get a feel for the NFL and Malik Willis would come in the game and immediately 
fumble the football on a read option. I think Sam Vrabel's probably pulling his hair out at this point. Like, I'm trying to, you know, integrate this guy into the football team in game day situations, and it's not working out here. Because I always joke about, remember, Ben DiNucci started against the Philadelphia Eagles for the Dallas Cowboys. In that game, at least he threw for 180 yards, and that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. But the simple fact of the matter is, you draft a guy that looked like he had a lot of potential and talent. Kevin, he's been in the system for eight to nine months, probably does the playbook like the back of his hand, and you feel good about going mm-hmm. outside the organization to a guy that doesn't have that much experience playing in the NFL, that he's better than Malik Willis is already, which is kind of absolutely insanity when you try to break it down and see what's best for the Titans. But I trust Rabel. He's a very good coach. He's getting a lot, though, or should I say, the most out of a team that looks like they're dead in the water. And maybe it is just, you know what? Let's give the ball 35 times to Derrick Henry, see if he can bust a couple runs and keep us in the game with our defense. Mm-hmm. I get it. But my goodness, to be in position to win a division by pulling a guy off the street to start over a rookie you drafted in the third round who everybody thought possibility, Kevin, a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to watch this play out where now Dobbs, with the season on the line, is going to get the look. V- v- if they are going to pull this upset, though, it'll come down to Vrabel finding an answer for Trevor Lawrence, who in that game that took place a couple of weeks ago, threw for 368 yards, three touchdowns, no interception, and ran one in on the ground as the Jags put up 36 points in that football game. Another big quarterback, arguably a much bigger situation, is the very likely return of Jalen Hurts. The Philadelphia Eagles are a 14-point favorite over the New York Giants. Totals 42 and a half. Now, that line to me says not only is Jalen Hurts playing, but Jalen Hurts is here to ball out. Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. I've been able to talk to the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, a couple of times now on pro football today around Jalen Hurts, and he said that he could have played against the Dallas Cowboys if the Eagles desperately needed that game by putting, you know, the the injection in the shoulder and powering through with two weeks off now. And based on what I've, I've heard from Doc, I do expect Jalen Hurts to be at maybe not 100% DRS, but a, a, a pretty healthy version of Jalen Hurts heading into this game. Yeah, and what are the expectations for Jalen Hurts to go out there and throw for 350 yards, rush for 80 yards? No, the expectation is Eagles get a win. Jalen Hurts get the feeling back of being a starting quarterback again after having a couple weeks off, and away we go with a bye week into the playoffs, and we'll be favorites out of the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. That's the expectation for me. And also, if you're reading between the lines for the New York Giants and Brian Dable, the coaches speak. I'm very fluid in it. We're going to do what's best for our organization. Translation. We're not playing any of our starters, and if we do, it might be for a cameo for a series or two just to make sure they're practicing where they need to be this week and focused on a game plan as opposed to just saying, all right, it's a week off for the boys. Let's relax. It's a bye week. We'll head to Philadelphia. We'll get beat, but then we'll be in the playoffs the following week. I get it here. Ryan Dable's not making that hard stance like every game is important. We play every game. He's actually coming out and telling you without actually using direct language here on what he's going to do. Be shocking here if Saquon Barkley is actually in uniform, but Daniel Jones, he might get a series or two just to keep him in the flow for the playoffs. I think that is a very important thing when we try to take a look at this 14-point spread here. The Eagles play the Giants this season in New York and beat them 48 to 22, a game that saw the Eagles lay seven points on the road. So you start to flip that around. What does healthy Eagles versus healthy Giants in Philadelphia look like? 10, 10 and a half, not 14. The, the odds here tell us they don't believe the Giants are playing starters. And really, why should they? This, there are teams that I think this week will not play starters like the Minnesota Vikings, that with a win and some help could change their seeding. The the Giants cannot change anything. They are locked into the sixth spot. Every Saquon Barkley carry would be puzzling. Any Daniel Jones rush attempt would be a mistake. Forget, I know, I'm sure people think, of course the Eagles fan doesn't want the Giants to play. I promise you this right now, I am not worried about them playing their starters. The Eagles will embarrass this team for the second time this year if they want to run their best guys out there for any length of time. It is about a Giants team, Donnie, that has had an awesome season, smoked expectations, and might be in a very winnable situation in the wild card round with a likely rematch 
against a Minnesota Vikings team that beat them on a walk-off 61-yarder. Why the Giants would take any Week 18 risks is totally beyond me. And also, you bring up some pretty good points here because the goal, obviously, is to get into the playoffs, do some damage, see if you can win a Super Bowl. Do I think the Giants could do that? No, I don't. But at the same time, let's be honest. Is Brian Dable going to go out this week on a Tuesday and be like, all right, guys, spent all weekend long game playing in the Philadelphia Eagles for a meaningless football game for us? Or is he already going like, I, I know the statistics here. Looks like we're probably getting the Vikings. We just saw the Vikings. Yeah, guys, I, I don't want to lie to you. I've been breaking that Vikings tape all weekend long. Uh, here's the Eagles' vanilla game plan. Let's get after it here. Because you're right, Kevin. What do you want to show if you're the Giants? Some newfangled formations here that you can put on tape. How about a few fake punts and a few fake field goals where you're saving this all season long for a meaningless game? That's not going to happen here. So it's more like a preseason game for the Giants. Get some work in. Look at the younger players. Don't get anybody hurt and move on, which I get it. But also, I play the flip side here, too. I think there's a lot to be desired if Brian Dable actually said, like the Chargers are doing, hey, we're going to play full out and try to move up one seed, even though the Giants can't move any seed. Either way you play it, I wouldn't be angry at Dable because, again, the outcome of the season for the Giants is probably not a Super Bowl. No matter what he does, I'm not going to question it because how good a coach he's been and look what the Giants have done with the talent that they have on that football team. But from looking into it and knowing what coaches do, I guarantee you right now as we sit here on a Tuesday morning, Kevin, they've been breaking down Vikings film for the last 48 hours. Uh, and I think that would, again, make plenty of sense. You want to slip, uh, you know, some Brock Purdy film study in there as well. Exactly. I know there's some people, oh, it's a division rival. Wouldn't you love to take it, you know, out of their hands? Well, one, you're going to be helping the Dallas Cowboys in turn. So it doesn't really matter all that much. Two, if you think there's, oh, this big Nate Sudfeld, you know, revenge, Again, that's still such a crazy thing that people think that people getting benched in Week 18 isn't a thing, i.e. this game right here. And I also mean this. You are far more likely to catch the Eagles sleeping by throwing Tyrod and backups out there than dangling your starters in front of the birds and saying, we're going to try and ruin your season. The starters <laughs> played head-to-head, -head, and it was 48-22 in your own building. If Brian Dable wants to run it, I am sure Sirianni will meet him at midfield and say, let's run it. I don't think that would be best for the Giants. A college basketball stunner last night. We bring it up next right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Um. Back right here on Sports Grid. Yesterday, the college basketball scene uh, saw the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers, suffer their first loss of the season, and it came at the hands of the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. For the second year in a row, Rutgers stuns Purdue on the road as well. The Scarlet Knights, a 10-4 and four basketball team here with a big-time statement made at the hands of the number one team in college basketball. 
Now, Kevin, has, have you ever heard this one before? Because I'm going to blow your mind. Are you kidding me? I mean, how sensational was that as the lead for this game overall? But a nice win by Rutgers. It seems like this is what they do. They surprise every once in a while going on the road in Big Ten play and taking down the number one team in the country. It's a great start to the new year here for Rutgers. 10-4 and four now in the season, 2-1 and one in the conference. And boy, is this a nice little at the end of the season. If you are a bubble team, hey, guys, we went on the road and took down number one. Put us in this tournament. One thing that I think a result like this does is, as we know right now, college basketball for a lot of people is out of sight, out of mind. But it's the kind of thing that makes you say, all right, let me check in. What's going on here? What's the latest? And the one interesting thing that I think people will see with the Purdue Boilermakers, right? So before last night, 13-0, number one team in college basketball. I promise you that these odds did not go plummeting just because of a Rutgers win. Purdue is not inside the top 10 odds to win the national championship on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Their Ken Palm number is eighth overall, a bit higher, but still not even inside the top five. So while a bit of a stunning loss, we're an eight and a half point favorite. It still looks like Purdue, not a team trusted at the highest level, which is kind of the same old story for this group. Yeah, it seems like it is too, Kevin. And you don't have the college basketball player of the year apparently coming off the bench this year either, Kevin. Well, which is a tough scene, as we all know. <laughs> Though, ironically enough, Donnie, they quite literally do have the favorite to be That's the great. college basketball player of the year in Zach Eady, who is currently it's minus curse. 145. We make the move to the college football world next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.